Welcome to the Sisters of Resistance podcast for the week of October the 7th, 2019. The speakers on this podcast sometimes use bad language, and so <laughs> listener discretion is advised once again. Find us on Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, and Apple iTunes at Sisters of Resistance, all one word. And then find us on Sisters of Resistance on Facebook and email us at sistersofresistance3 at gmail.com. Uh, I'm joined this Monday morning by my sisters, Franny McIntyre and Meg Sundin. Good morning, ladies. How art thou this fine morning? Well, I, I, I alternate between hopeful optimism and just repugnance, so it's a little mm. bit difficult to assess where I'm exact, exactly at. Uh, I'm generally feeling pretty optimistic, but then these little news bits, um, you know, the whole business about Syria last night, uh, mm -hmm. that we're pulling out of Syria and leaving those Kurds, uh, I just, it sickens me. So um, I'm up and down, but basically uh, feeling fundamentally uh, like uh, truth uh, is on our side. And, and, and Reggie, yeah. uh, I, I have um, got a little bit of a, of a cold and earache. We've had a little change in the weather here. And uh, I have been upset by the lies and so on in the news, but I have, I've had a little bit of hope on my horizon. And, you know, I've shared before that I had to learn things the hard way. Yeah. I've made a lot of mistakes. I've, I've worn a bunch of bad outfits. I've had many bad hair days. <laughs> yeah. And I always blame myself. Uh, you know, I say, why did I do that? Mm. But I realize now, whenever I was doing those things, is because I was listening to Rick Perry. That was him. <laughs> oh. I knew it was him. I, I, he's the conversation. Yeah. Whenever I listen to him, I have done dumb things. And so I said, I just think it is hilarious that the latest thing that Trump has pulled out of his hat is yeah. that he didn't even really want to talk to Ukraine. Oh. It was Rick, Rick Perry that told him to do it. Oh, no. So you just, and again, Rick Perry was there um, supporting his lobbyist mm -hmm. uh, energy interests. Mm -hmm. But the idea that, that, that 45 will throw anyone under the bus, right? anyone, I, he would even throw Ivanka under the bus, honest mm -hmm. to God, he has no idea. When he is alert and conscious, he is lying. Yeah. And the only time that the truth is blurted out is when he's just so upset and not thinking, and he will tell the truth. Mm -hmm. You know, he's Which socially rare. awkward. And yeah. he will tell the truth, you know, like telling Labrador, you know, I got that, I, I got that, you know, jerk off my back and now I can relax. And, mm -hmm. and when he tells the truth about, you know, it was a perfect phone call and, you know, it, he tells the truth occasionally by mistake, but he doesn't even recognize when he's told the truth because he tells so many lies. Yeah. In any event, I am so glad to have a scapegoat for all my problems. I know. I just said, I just say. Thank you, Rick Perry. So everything goes wrong today. Just say, you know, that damn Rick Perry. <laughs> <laughs> I should have told him to shut up, but no, now, I listened to him. Where, where was that? Where was that? Uh, where did you see that? In was that in a tweets? And he's yes, he's oh. announced that, that he, he's... you know, in addition to the twenty other other explanations yeah. of all the different things, it didn't happen. I never said that. It wasn't a quick pro quo. The final, the final thing, the latest thing in my, in my uh, understanding is that I didn't even want to do it, really. Honestly. I just did it because Rick Perry told me to. 
And of course, I know Rick Perry is, is one of your favorite cabinet secretaries. I mean, <laughs> yes. I mean after Wilbur, after Wilbur uh, crossed there, Mr. Right. Mr. Sleepy. Yeah. But um, just uh, I, again, I, I, I cannot believe this guy, but that's the only hope on my horizon is that I'm going to stop listening to Rick Perry. <laughs> I, um, I'm feeling hopeful that there's a second whistleblower that's coming forward. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that could, uh, you know, that, that, that could probably, you know, would be worthwhile. I guess someone that is even more in the know, in other words, firsthand information rather than, you know, second right, closer, to, closer to closer, it. closer to it. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty exciting. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. And, and I, I understand he has to come through that process. So even though he's yeah, ready to talk, yes. he has to ring a bell and say, hello, everybody, I'm a whistleblower. Here's yep. my letter. Because they're already trying to deny whistleblower protection to the first one. Oh, okay. Now, wait you know I mean? So that's why he has to, you know, so that's why we will be hearing from him, but he's represented by the same office. Yes, yes. And, and God bless Mr. Trump, but he's also making the connection saying, Wait a minute, same law firm is, is, is representing this whistleblower? He's well, just, I love the argument yeah. to say, <clears throat> who cares about that? It's the same conversation, and I already released it. It's a perfect conversation, largely congratulatory. Yeah. yeah. yeah so my, my favorite line of last week was in that press conference uh, when the reporter from um, Reuters uh, went back to the president and said, what was it that you wanted President Zelensky to do? Mm. And Trump says, you talking to me? Oh, are you? Lo- yeah. I know. Another. Are movie. you talking to Another me? I mean, we're in the friggin' Travis Rose Garden. Frickle. I mean, Travis who else? Frickle from Taxi Driver. Another <laughs> movie. That's are you talking to me? Taxi Driver. Mm. But but my favorite then is he then turns and says, "I got the president of Finland here. Ask him a question." Yeah. <laughs> it's just like so hilarious. They had a. Well, I, had, I think we should give a a a prize to our first listener who hears. 45 make a reference to Saturday Night Fever <laughs> because he just loves those uh, 70s movies, you know, so what else? What next? But are you, are you talking to me? Yeah. Mark, tough guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the, the uh, New York uh, State Court has ordered that Trump turn over eight years of tax returns. Yes. Um, and so that's just come across the wire. And it looks mm-hmm. as though the argument that was being made by Trump's lawyers that the president was not subject to any criminal investigation, couldn't be touched at all Which uh, with regard to criminal matters, yeah. uh, was completely rejected, uh, was repugnant to the United States Constitution, and was a 75-page ruling um, the judge issued. And the uh, request was a month ago. And of course, the Trump's lawyers said they're going to appeal it. So it'll continue to wind its way through the uh, New York State Court. Uh, which at least is, uh, you know, can't be touched and is, is unlikely to be riddled with conservative appointments um, like the federal ju- judiciary right now. So we'll just have to stand by and see what happens with that. I'm glad that we are um, paying for uh, Attorney General Barr to see the world as he's oh. on his travels, oh. right. uh, paying for per diem and high cost hotels, I'm sure. And not just once, but twice to Italy, you know, twice. and without a word of anything being revealed, of course. Right. Uh, so all we're doing is satisfying that confabulous in the White House. And that um, comes from that stupid Papadopoulos, you know, the yeah. guy that was once served yep. six months. But again, the idea that our attorney general is traveling hat in hand 
across the world to our, quote, allies, mm -hmm. asking them to provide him with evidence to refute our own intelligence sources. It's insane. To refute is, is, is embarrassing. Yeah. And, and how about um, uh, asking China for help and for China, that ancient, ancient country, to have the wisdom to say to us, uh, we will let you solve your own problems yourself, <laughs> which, of course, is sensible. But on the other hand, it, it robs us of any moral authority to mm -hmm. intervene in any way or speak up about what's going on in Hong Kong. And I know you gals talked about it several weeks ago. But we have given up any moral authority that we have to oh, say, yeah. let's get involved in, in you know, this, this type of, well, again, he has hurt us. And, and then saying, oh, by the way, everybody, we're backing out of Syria, which yeah. is what Putin has wanted all along. Hey, those, those you little guys that were helping us fight against ISIS, uh, hasta la vista, vaya con Dios, we're out of there. So Putin has free reign now. It's, 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 I think he's doing it just for distraction. And God knows what he will do next because he is absolutely terrified. He's just doing Putin's business because he wants to go to Moscow when this is all done. He Make wants to be in the Trump Hotel, uh, the Trump Tower in Moscow, and that's where he intends to be living. But with regard to the China thing, I mean, I, I think Mark, Marco Rubio has it right. I mean, he's just joshing us. He didn't really mean it. Just giving us. Just like, don't, and how about Jim Jordan saying, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Do you think he means it? Yeah. What the hell are we supposed to think when the president of the United States speaks? Is it always <laughs> a joke? Well, that's, I, I know, mean, I don't it, think the it, Chinese it, have that much of a sense of humor that they catch on, you know? Well, I, I liked Saturday Night Live. I like the commentators who have been clapping back on them this weekend, telling them, like, not just him, all these Republican defenders to say, why won't you answer the question, you know? And they just want to talk louder and louder and talk about Biden and talk about Hillary Clinton and so on. But at least the commentators seem to be trying to shut them up, not just letting them go on and on. Well, that's right. It was Ron Johnson yesterday on Meet the exactly. Press just practically had a convulsion trying to read from his notes, talking about, of all things, PETA struck, PETA struck. You know, I mean, just talk about uh, just, you know, taking the whole narrative and trying to turn it into something completely different, completely irrelevant, and turning himself into a pretzel. The truth of it is the Republicans have no way. They're completely out on a limb. There's an article today in the Washington Post, maybe it was yesterday. Completely out on a limb. They don't know what to do. Because yeah. as soon as they try to find some way of trying to find their way through, you know, getting confronted with a microphone, you know, Trump does something stupid, says something else, completely reverses the play. Um, you know, so I just, uh, one of the things I looked at was I was interested in, you know, what Republicans are coming forward. Mm. Now, keep in mind, they need 20 senators in order to, 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 to make this all happen. So they need 20 uh, Republican senators to come across the, the line. And what do we got now? Not much of anything. Uh, maybe Mitt Romney, um, who, who uh, said that he thought that the president's plea to China was both, quote, wrong and appalling. He's met with uh, Trump calling him a pompous ass. So that's the level of discourse that we've got going on here. But Romney's the strongest one. And God bless him. He at least stepped forward. Susan I Collins, think Susan Collins, yeah, wrote a letter yeah, to a newspaper or something. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Susan, thanks, Susan. 
Yeah, yeah Susan yeah. Collins is a profile in cars. She spoke to the Vanguard <laughs> News, right. Right? right? And she says that she thought the president made a big mistake, um, um, but she thinks that the impeachment proceedings are way too partisan. And uh, Ben Sass had some kind of a remark to make, but the rest of them, uh, Blunt and um, Jordan, and uh, you know, were basically taking the tack. This is all a big joke. You know, he didn't really mean it. So I, um, I however, you know, support for impeachment has considerably improved. Forty-eight percent of Americans support it. Forty-six percent oppose it. But of course, the the vast, vast, vast majority of Republicans still oppose it. Um, so we're kind of um, well, because they you know, don't want to give up power. I mean, they have chosen personal power, their own jobs, grabbing money in the swampland of D.C. Yeah. Over, even over their party, because they are driving the Republican Party over a cliff. Mm -hmm. I mean, about time, as far as I'm concerned. However, our system is based on the fact of two relatively equal parties that can present us with alternatives and choices. And that's, it's gone. And I admire Bill Weld there, who is running for, um, would President, like to right. be the nominee, but said, no, he would never run a third party. You know, he would never run a third mm -hmm. party, uh, because, uh, run a third party uh, candidacy for the, for the government, because it, it's too confusing, it would split things, and it would have a bad result. Mm -hmm. So he said, they are, they are killing the Republican Party, but these guys and a few gals, they don't even care. Right. Because they're saving themselves. And Mitch McConnell's saying, everyone, give me money, give me money, because I'm the only thing that's saving this president. And I have to let this come up in the Senate. But, you know, I'm not telling you how long it has to stay there. Mm -hmm. uh, Mitch McConnell put out an ad this <sighs> weekend. He put an ad this weekend. And he, the, the big ad, uh, the punchline is, the way impeachment stops is a Senate majority, and I'm with me as the leader. Um, so he's just standing, you know, uh, shoulder to shoulder with uh, with Trump um, on this. But I did some, uh, I did a little background work. Um, if yep. you're interested, guys, um, what's interesting, yeah. what's interesting to me, I mean, there's been a lot of focus on the texts, and they are mm. damning. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. They're yeah. absolutely damning. Oh yeah. yeah I've um, got some in front of me. Go ahead, Franny. Talk about it. But but the but the other side of it that I think has just been lost sight of a little bit. It's just been overshadowed, I guess I should say, um, by the text is the holdup of the military assistance. Well, that's exactly right. No Which one, is just yes. as frigging damning. Right. right. Just as damning. And so yeah. what I've done, Reg and Meg, um, mm -hmm. I just got caught enough by it. I did a timeline. Oh. Just to, I mean, I didn't do a timeline. I found it on the New York Times, the Washington Post. I forget which one. Uh, there are several that are out there. Timelines that just tell you what was happening. What I haven't found was put, to, I have not found one that's put together the, the military uh, aid uh, with, being withheld alongside the text. But basically, I think I got the important points. And a few things that I think tell me um, that clearly uh, we know what was going on here. You can hear me pounding the table. I got five points I wanna make. So real quickly, um, you know, it all starts on July 9th when, you know, the Washington Post is my source for this, but it's widely reported. Trump tells Mulaney to withhold the money to the Ukraine. To Ukraine. It's not the Ukraine, everybody. It's to right. Ukraine. Right. That makes reference to, like, a, just a district, you know, the highlands or the mountains. Yeah. It's Ukraine is their, is their name, and that's what it's supposed to be. Anyway, 
Um, and so he tells Mulaney to tell that to say, to say that. So then the Office of Management and Budget tells the State Department and the Pentagon that there's um, to, to withhold the funds, and uh, and then they tell the uh, Pentagon and State to tell lawmakers that it's an interagency process that's going on, but no more, mm. no more, Lie. no more than that. So the fact that they've got two stories going on, right. they got right there. There's a lie. Okay, that is clearly uh, guilty conduct when there's two separate things going on. Now then, what I think is interesting is the president has now taken the position that he is withholding the um, military appropriation because of his concerns about corruption, by the way. Now, it is important to note, <laughs> it important to note that in May, the Pentagon, which was equally concerned, I mean, everybody's been concerned about corruption in, the, in Ukraine for decades, which is why Joe Biden is kind of in, in you know, pulled into this thing. Um, the president is talking about corruption, but the Pentagon had already been there. The Pentagon had certified to Congress in May that, the, that Ukraine had made substantial uh, progress against corruption. So they were cleared. So there was no reason. What was the president going to do? His own investigation? What was he yeah, doing about it? Yeah, probably. He's doing nothing. <laughs> he, so, 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 so if the Pentagon said it's okay, but Trump is going to find out. What, and what's Trump doing about it? He's commissioning Giuliani to go find out about the corruption. <laughs> Inspector you know, Gadget. You know, wouldn't you love to be able to cross-examine some of this? Yeah. I mean, it makes no sense. Giuliani, and, and of course, Trump gets in the mix himself by getting on the phone and asking about corruption. And what is he asking about? He's asking about the 2016 crowd strike, and he's asking about the terrible, terrible, terrible business about allegedly, of course, nothing, no evidence for it, about Joe Biden and, um, and the uh, Burisma. And so uh, Trump makes it quite clear what he's talking about with corruption are those two issues. Quid pro quo, you want a quid pro quo? On September 1st, Pence, on the order of Trump, talks to Zelensky, and Pence tells Zelensky that Trump is holding up the funds to see if Ukraine makes progress with corruption. Now, that's September 1st. When's the big phone call, everybody? Let's hear it all at once. July 25th. Mm. When Zelensky hears corruption, do you think he needs to hear anything else? Right. Stelesny hears corruption and he immediately flags CrowdStrike and Joe Biden. This is all, that's the money is being held up. And, you know, while it hasn't been clear at what point the Ukraine and Zelensky recognized that the money was being held up because they got no notice. They got no notice of it. They were not alerted to it at all. They just kept checking the bank right. account mm -hmm. and the check was apparently still in the mail. The report is that when Pence told Zelensky that he wasn't getting the money, that Zelensky was crestfallen. God. So, yes, July. Well, he's got I'm a sorry, hot September law going 1. on. A hot law going on. And that's right. That's right. So, uh, to me, this, you know, uh, we can just get so close focused here in the U.S. We got to look at this story. Has got to start in Ukraine, and you got to think about the position of Ukraine. You know that Ukraine, what not. Five years ago, had had Crimea annexed by Russia, and like you say, the uh, Russian-backed war of insurgents in apparently the area is the Donbass, 
um, is a hot war going on right now, just like you say, Margaret, and they're desperate for funds. And so um, uh, we, we, Reg and I have each listened to a podcast that I would really recommend to our listeners. Uh, Reg found it first. Where was it, Reg? It's on Lawfare, L-A-W-F-A-R-E. And that's the, um, that's the producer of the podcast, that, that, those folks. And then it's called, the title of it is called WTF Ukraine, exclamation point. So what the it's, fuck, Ukraine. Yeah, it's, it's great. <laughs> it's great. And so if you have trouble finding it on the Lawfare, I'm sorry, the Lawfare website, you just have to Google, this is what I did, WTF Ukraine. It comes right up. It's fabulous. Yeah. But it really describes the history of what's going on in Ukraine. And Zelezny, as most of us might know now, was starring in a comedy yeah. in which he was the president of Ukraine. The yeah. president two, of the free world or the president two, of the universe. Two, reali two reality stars. Exactly, exactly. So it's just in, like in a fledgling democracy and then the, one of the most established democracies in the world. And uh, was, you know, Sitting on the firewall between the rest of the free world and Russia. Right. So it's kind of like Martin Sheen running for president <laughs> if, if the West Wing was a comedy. Right. And suddenly, I mean, he's there, he's vulnerable. They, they, they do not send anybody to the inauguration. Right. Trump was to punish to him. Right. Yeah. Trump doesn't go and he won't let Pence go. So nobody but he let Rick Perry go. Him. He let Rick Perry go, I think. So, I mean, it just, it, you, have to, you just have to feel so sorry for these people that have been left, um, you know, so bereft. And without our support for this shithead mm -hmm. and his personal interests, it is infuriating. And I think the Democrats have got to keep coming back and think about Ukraine. Right. Think about the position that Ukraine is in. Um, now, uh, just to, again, I'm sort of going backwards on my timeline. On September 11th is when the, mons, the funds were finally released. Okay, mm -hmm. September 11th, the funds are released in the evening of that day. September 1st is when Pence told Zelensky the quid pro quo. All right, that's where the quid pro quo conversation comes in. What happened between September 1 and September 11th to satisfy Donald Trump that his corruption demands are being met? Absolutely nothing. What had happened by September 11th? the um, whistleblower had come to light. Mm. And it was now known to the White House, I'm sure, because remember, Joe McGuire's first move was yeah. to call White House counsel. Well, plus the CIA did too. So they knew something was afoot. And so what does that tell me? There's not, the explanation that Trump is offering has no support whatsoever. And so they released the funds. And to me, that is complete consciousness of guilt. The criminals have been discovered. The lights are going on. The alarm's going off. And the bank robber drops the money and runs out of the bank. <laughs> Complete consciousness of guilt. Um, and then just one other point on consciousness of guilt. Now, going back to the texts, the texts from the diplomats are after the July 25th phone call and before September 9th. And in there is where Bill Taylor says, I think it's crazy withholding military assistance for political favor. And another one writes, I think it must have been Boca, oh yes, Boca, saying, are we saying that essentially it's contingent? And six hours later, Sondland comes back mm -hmm. and says, let's go to the phone. 
Mm -hmm. right? Consciousness yeah. of guilt. Right there. You know, just, you know, the texts are damning enough, yeah. but the, the, the money withholding side of it is incredibly damning. It is. It's key and it's objective. There's, there's plenty of paper to support that. There's so much consciousness of guilt all over it. The quid pro quo is right there. And that's why Pence is in the glue. You're right. You know, Pence comes out there blinking in the sunlight like he's a moron. I didn't know. And and yeah. Reggie and, and for any Reggie and I having worked for the federal government, the other uh, TikTok going on here is that you have to have this money spent by the end mm. of the fiscal year. Right. So the government starts in about June saying, hey, if you're going to have money, spend it. You're going to have money, spend it. So I said, I'm sure that everyone knew that if this money was not released, it wasn't going to come at all. Except so Trump. I said, I bet you any money. He didn't know it. He probably didn't know. But I said, basically, they're holding a gun to everyone's head because pretty soon that money was going to become unavailable. And, and uh, it, it's shocking. And for any, when you lay it out that way, for them, and, and, and 45 just keeps wanting to talk about the phone call, the phone call. The phone call was just the tip of the iceberg as part of this concerted plan for him to seek foreign help. It's just, it's, it's so disgusting. It makes you want to take a shower. That's all I can say. Uh, it is just absolutely, utterly disgusting. Uh, what and what, they have who done would here. want to be our friend? Who would yeah. want to be involved who with the United now? States in anything? Because yeah. look at, even, even our, like British, we're going back to the Australians saying, who is that guy that, that George Papadopoulos told that we had dirt on Hillary Clinton? You know, who was that guy? You sure about him? I mean, it's just, why would anyone cooperate with us? He has, he has burned so many bridges for us. 45, I mean. Exactly. And particularly after this, you know, the Kurds that are going to get massacred. Who is ever going to cooperate with us again? He has poisoned us in the world. He has just poisoned us. And made us so weak that if anyone, a terrorist, Putin, uh, Chairman Kim, anyone wants to move against us, now is the time because we are completely without leadership, completely without leadership, no coordination. I mean, we are absolutely vulnerable. He's left all the doors and windows open. He's invited foreigners to come in, basically saying, hey, I'm open for business. Come up with anything on anybody and I'll buy it and give you favors. You know, he doesn't care if it's the truth or not. He just wants something from somebody. And uh, he is so shamed us well and and reggie i haven't i've been so excited this morning because i'm unprepared yeah i haven't given you a chance to really express you know how you feeling about it i mean tell us more about it oh well i was just relative to what franny was saying i was listening to uh npr this morning and they had interviewed uh there's a ukrainian there is a ukrainian um um, presence in Chicago, and they were interviewing folks uh, uh, of Ukraine descent. And I didn't know this, but they can uh, apparently they can vote even though they're in the U.S. And maybe they're still citizens of Ukraine, so they are able to vote. The long and the short of it is, is the 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 article said that Ukraine is like one of the poorest countries at this point. So they were really, really desperate for that, oh. for the funding, really desperate. And they are, you know, they are of the, 
their thinking is the impeachment. They need to impeach. I mean, they're just disgusted, saddened, and distraught that this money is not, has not been made available and only recently made available to fight this war against the Russians. Um, second thing with Kurt Sondland, the other um, ambassador to the Euro European Union, I was reading on Saturday, all he is, all he is, is a very rich guy out of Seattle, Washington, who owns several hotels and a hotel chain. So he was able to, um, uh, in during uh, during 45's uh, presidency, um, uh, run for president, gave him a million bucks, gave him a million dollars. Kurt Sondland has always, always wanted to be an ambassador. So uh. Fit him into ambassador of the European Union, and interesting article when we went when he said that there is no quid pro quo on that on that um, in the text. They they reference back to an article in the Seattle Times. The guy is from Seattle, Washington. They reference back to an article in the Seattle Times, wherein Kurt wherein Sondland indicated that quid pro quo happens all the time. When you give money to a politician, the expectation is you're going to get X, Y, and Z. Mm. So he knows what a quid pro quo is, and that's why he he just you know he got all out of joint there on that on that text. Like Franny said, consciousness of guilt. You know. Uh, just to add on the silent thing, uh, listening to today's uh, today is what the twenty. Um, sorry, we're the seventh. Seven. Today's seven. the daily. The daily. Um, they had Julian Bob's the New York Times talking about. Um, uh, talking about the, the, um, the, all of this, uh, the, the text, the text. And he said that Sondland was a friend of the president and in response to the question of why was the ambassador of the, the EU involved in this when Ukraine is not a member of the EU, right. that Trump had asked him to get involved. Trump asked Sondland to get involved. So clearly he's the, he's the connection. He's the one that's uh, bringing the information from what Trump wants to Volcker and Taylor. Um, and oh, Sondland's gonna okay. testify tomorrow behind closed doors. So fortunately, as we found out on Friday from Volcker, or Thursday, I guess it was, it being clo behind closed doors does not mean that it's not gonna be revealed. So that should be very interesting, assuming that happens tomorrow. Now, and, and Reggie, oh, yeah. I was just gonna say, somehow in our political discourse, quid yeah. pro quo, has become like a dirty thing you want to, to avoid. Yeah. That is not the case at all. That is basically the essence of contract. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. give you something, you give me something back. And mm -hmm. Stupid 45 brags about his book, The Art of the Deal. Remember, he wanted to take his inaugural uh, oath with his hand on the art of the deal. That's <laughs> what no. a deal is. Yes. But that's what a deal is. That's what a contract is. Two people, you know, providing something to each other. So he's the deal maker. Remember, he was going to go out and make deals for us. That's all quid pro quo means. But in this case, it's, it's evidence of his guilt in extortion. But it is in itself, it's not a bad word. It is the art of the deal. And who better than stupid 45? <laughs> to make a deal that benefits him, in this case, benefits him because he was going to find out about the 2016 election, he was going to get more information to use in, in the 2020 election, and 
he was going to help his little butt buddy Putin at the same time yeah. by hurting the Ukraine. So again, wow, he is a master deal maker. He really got him a good deal for himself. No, he is. I mean, the quid pro quo is just Latin for this for that. Yeah. This yeah. for that. That's all it it's means. Not bad. And and you know, there's nobody more transactional than Trump. Every interaction he has is a transactional one. And he's a bully. He's looking for a way to leverage on people. And the weaker you are, the more you're going to get leveraged. And that's what he was looking for leverage against um, Zelensky and Ukraine. Oh, I did have one other observation I wanted to make. Just going back to the call, the July 25th call. That was all the leverage there that they were doing in front of the poor bastard was a trip to the White House. Why? Because oh, mm -hmm. he wanted because he wanted Prestige. fast food in the White House. I don't think so. It was because he was trying to get you know American U.S. support. Ukraine. They're dangling that in front of them. But, but you know why? That's all they were talking about there. So Leslie thought the money was in the mail. He didn't yeah. know it was being held up. So the whole thing focused on the White House trip with no mention. So that's why there's no quid pro quo about the money, because Leslie doesn't even know that it's being held oh, up. He thinks it's well, coming to him. Poor bastard. And it's all he wants is the trip. Oh, God, it's just... So and, and 40, so 45 unfair. doesn't want to do that because it might offend Putin if he's seen shaking hands ah. with this guy. That, you see what I mean? So I said, Trump, well, 45, I can't even say his name. He is just evil incarnate. And every action he does benefits himself personally. And as you started off by saying, Fernie, he wants to have a house in Russia. He wants to have a Trump Tower. You know, maybe he thinks he can avoid service of process there. Who knows? But basically, all he can think about is he has loving eyes towards Putin. That's it. That's where he's That's his next stop. Yeah. There's an article, an update in the Post. Um, George Kent, the Deputy Assistant Secretary of State, did not appear for a deposition before three House committee meetings, before three House committees scheduled for Monday morning. Who's he, Reg? George Kent, the Deputy Assistant Secretary of State in the European uh, and Eurasian Bureau. So Pompeo's probably trying to stop him on telling right. him he can't go. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, and, and uh, 45 is talking about let's impeach, let's impeach Pelosi and let's impeach Schiff. Oh. He's just, you know, he's insane. I think that the, the thing for me is uh, there was an article in, uh, this weekend about um, various legislators tr trying to, at their, at their town meetings, trying to explain their position. They really have got to understand the ins and outs of this issue so that they can explain it to their people, to their constituents. Otherwise, it's all going to be one big, big mishmash. And, you know, I, I always thought our, our congressional... Our, our representatives were, the, were the, the best and the brightest, but, you know, oh. just take a look, and clearly they're not, you know. Um, uh, so, so, I don't know. Uh, It'll be an interesting week, Reggie. It'll be an interesting week. We'll stay, we'll stay posted. We'll be watching our TVs to see what happens. Yeah. And, uh, and if there's any breaking news, then right. we can just jump right on it. We can quickly right. get on it, Reggie. Yeah, right. So that's right. So it's just, there's, this, this story is not going to get any better. No. And uh, Trump loves to have the story be about him, so he can't help but keep bringing it back to him. The more attention there is on this, I just think the story is going to get worse and worse and worse. Because to, to me, what's happened is that, you know, he, he finally got rid of all the, quote, guardrails. He got mm -hmm. rid of everybody that would tell mm -hmm. him no about four months ago. 
and now, you know, all the chickens are coming home to roost. Uh, OMB said, yes, sir, anything else you want me to do, sir, and goes over and cancels the, the military aid. They're doing things that Mattis, and, and like this whole thing with Syria, Mattis would never put up with it. This is what Mattis resigned over. Mm. But now he's free to do whatever he wants, and they're letting him do whatever he wants, and the whole thing is going to shit in, in, a, in a handbasket here. So. Well, there's an article, again, I've got the iPad open here, Trump's defiance of oversight challenges challenges Congress's ability to rein in the executive branch. I mean, they're just, as you said, there are no guardrails anymore. Not, not so, and not only there are no guardrails, there's nobody with a backbone that wants to stand up to this guy. Nobody will do that. And, you know, the, the Dems have just been, you know, I guess they've been waiting for the best time to go in for the kill here, but there are no guardrails and there's nobody, there's nobody that will tell this guy, absolutely nobody, Pompeo, no one. It's all, they're just getting all rolled over. That's what I was thinking this, this weekend is Trump has completely fucked up the stock market, the right. world, right. everything. Everything. Everything is a fucking nothing. mess because of this five-year-old that's in the White House. And, and he's never really on his own built anything. Right. All he does is, is pull things down. And I just want to briefly express my sympathy and also my gratitude to Joe Biden. As far as I'm concerned, he's taken one for the team. Yeah. I know that he is going to have to step down and get out of the way. I but as so long too. as he is still there, it enrages Trump. It is a red flag before 45. Yeah. And, you know, but I feel sorry because Biden has experienced so much unhappiness, so much sadness and tragedy in his personal life. And to have to put up with this, these baseless attacks on his family uh, is really awful. But I said, if he were to step aside, then the Republicans would say, what, it's all over now. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 exactly. Who, who cares? It's, it's not going to happen. So I said, basically, I think. he has to stay there and be our champion and take these blows. And he will have my undying gratitude. But basically, these are mortal wounds. You know, I, I think that that's. I think that that's right. I mean, uh, anything I've read about Hunter Biden, uh, you know, yeah, nothing bad that happened, but you know, geez. not good. Yeah. yeah, nothing. Nothing about it is good. He just but seems he actually, like some sort of lackluster kid that always had to get. You know, never really had a sense of purpose. It's reported as he had serious substance abuse issues. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, and so he ends up in a in a job in Ukraine that he really doesn't have any background in, and so mm -hmm. kind of. You know, it doesn't really, it doesn't bear close examination. And mm -hmm. Biden might have been a little bit more ready for that. Um, and, uh, but I think you're right, Margaret, that uh, God bless Biden. I'm still sending him money because I want to support him to hang in there. I think what he's really doing is he's kind of providing a little bit of a, of a buffer for Elizabeth. Uh, yeah. Elizabeth can climb and doesn't he's have Trump's right. focus. He's taking the hit. Yeah. He's I taking hope, the hit. You know, and God, God bless him because he said he so enrages 45. Yeah. That if he continues. But on the other hand, our Democrats have got to get a move on Jesus. because as 45 becomes more and more desperate, we really don't know what he's going to do next. Mm -hmm. Really. He, we do not know. The guy is completely ungovernable. He is off. He is off the charts. Ungovernable is the right word. Control. So you know, again, there's got to be a very fine line here. We got to bring this. You know, it's got it's got to come up pretty fast because we basically we have enough information. Yeah. We don't need. 
the, the Republicans put them, make them vote now. Make them right. vote before the election, mm -hmm. one way or the other, because it's just, it's not going to, it, the longer it goes on, 45 benefits from yeah. chaos yeah. and corruption. And his people are never going to change. The staunch Republicans are never going to change. And our young people, our, 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 you know, the females that we want to support, we're mm. going to lose them if we don't do something. Because there's nothing worse than being a patsy, and that's what we're being now. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. So, um, so we will, uh, unless you guys have anything else, I like that little ding. The little ding meant that we're done. That's pretty cool. Whoever did that. <laughs> yeah, I don't it was unintentional, but thank you. It was, not, it was for me. I, I, I have, I'm sipping tea because of my throat, uh, and I, by mistake, bonged it against a glass jar. <laughs> but anyway, I'm glad if it sounded musical because uh, I'm, I'm glad. And I apologize, Reggie, and, An and another to our angel, listeners. Another angel gets his wings. <laughs> right. To our listeners, we love you. We appreciate your listening to us. And although there may not be many of you, your support means so much to us because it allows us to continue on. So we love our listeners. Right, girls? That's we right. Do, we do, love we do, them, love them, love them. Okay. Very good. Thanks, Meg. As discussed today, Trump's vain and reckless and self-serving actions undermine the rule of law and our American way of life. And so uh, I say thank you, for, thank you for being here, Franny and Meg, and my name is Reggie, and thanks, everybody, for listening. See you next week, and stay steady, and we will talk next week. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Resist.